and so whoa what did i just do oh i don't know <laughs> there we go I, I kicked something now yeah and welcome to the Cloud Whisperers. I'm David Roussard. And I am Brian Cheatham. All right, so Brian, what have you been up to lately? So I'm actually working on developing a online course. Um, I've had my own managed services provider for a while. I think you probably knew that about me. I think uh, we've mentioned that in the past. And uh, yeah, uh, I have a place, special place in my heart for people that our managed services providers and support smaller businesses. And uh, I am developing a course on securing Microsoft 365 for MSPs. And I will be marketing that course here soon enough and uh, selling it, making some supplemental income off of a course that I've That's developed. Cool. So, so, yeah, you'll, so you'll advertise that at Cloud Savvy. And of course, we'll also advertise it at Cloud Whispers. So yeah, that absolutely. Is some, that's some cool absolutely. stuff that you're doing. Yeah. So that that's pretty cool. I'll tell you, some, my issues have been a little bit, not nearly as much fun. My laptop is giving me some hassles. And it's kind of funny because I was I was just talking to my friend Sean McNutta up in um, Ohio, and he was talking about a brand new machine he's putting together. And I was like, well, I, I really like my Surface Book, too. It's really great. I love the processor in it. It's best laptop I've ever owned. And like five minutes after I posted that, my laptop has started to have all kinds of problems. Yeah, my external monitors won't work anymore. Uh, sometimes oh, my mouse will decide to randomly click. Um, I'm having yeah. trouble with Bluetooth connections at times. And now I'm I'm going to get to use autopilot to reimage my laptop as soon as we're done recording this. <laughs> so now that my day and my week is over, because I'm taking tomorrow off. Um, this is a third, and we're recording this on a Thursday, and I'm taking Friday off. I'm going to go ahead and kick off the image process and uh, re rebuild my PC from scratch. And so I love Autopilot. They use it for all the Microsoft CIE devices, and it's so easy to just spin up a new box. I just yeah. absolutely think it's it's amazing. So yeah, no, it's uh, it's cool that you'll get to see the end user experience firsthand of Autopilot uh, in an mm -hmm. organization. But what's really interesting is you think about those people out there that have been configuration manager folks and They've been using task sequences and all that, and they spend hours upon hours developing these images um, mm -hmm. when really the operating system has everything that you really need. A change in mentality, basically, is what I'm trying to say, right? Uh, yeah. Where you don't have to spend all that time anymore locking down group policy and locking down the registry and doing all these other things, right? Autopilot has all that stuff built into Windows 10 now. Windows 10 is building those security features into it. So it's really a, an interesting concept. Um, I'm sure yeah, there's a lot I'm, of config I'm, manager folks out there that are upset about it, but uh, I think some of them are coming around too. Well, I, I remember talking to a, a, a config manager MVP at one point in time, and he says, I think I'm working my way out of a job. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, well, maybe, I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll find you'll find something new to do, right? Um, and I assume that he's gone Let's, and done that. They're always, so. I mean, there's always going to be new devices. They're always going to have something to do, right? I mean, let's be yes, honest. Yeah. I guess I guess you need to become a um, you need to become an Intune uh, person then, right? That's right. Intune. You learn how to do everything through Intune then. Yep. 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 All right. Well, 
Today, uh, we thought we would talk about the, inc the, the incredible rapidity of change that Microsoft is still doing inside the Teams environment and, uh, and a few of the new features that, that Microsoft is, is rolling out inside of Teams. So like Brian, you were talking about some of the stuff that, that Microsoft rolled out last month in, in, in May, yep. the May-June timeframe. Why don't you recap that for us real quick? Yeah, so I mean, you had the chat pop out, which was something that I think everybody was asking for for a while. So the multi-chat windows, um, mm -hmm. the the Brady Bunch type of uh, video and all of that, that's something that came about. Uh, the three by three and videos. And the seven by seven. So yeah, I heard that. By, I did now they're going to seven by seven. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't, I don't, I guess that's not Brady Bunch anymore, right? What is that now? That's a... <laughs> I'm not sure what you'd call that. 49 people on the screen yeah, 49, at once. I call that a 49, mess. Yeah, that's a family <laughs> reunion. <laughs> well, I have known um, some people who have who have who have had to attend weddings and things like that via Zoom. So you know, yeah, that that, that I, I could see that. This has been some crazy times. Crazy times. Everybody's getting pretty creative and. This is a good time for Teams and Zoom and, and all those folks out there that have solutions like this. Uh, the raise hand feature, that was something that came out too. Oh, yeah, right? that was cool. I like the raise hand feature. Yeah, that's that's not a bad feature. Uh, you know, screen well, sharing fact, from a you know, chat. Let's, let's see if I can demonstrate this to you. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna do my imitation of Horshack now. Where I'm going, ooh, <laughs> ooh, ooh, Mr. Kata, Mr. Kata. <laughs> We had somebody doing that in the meeting where it's like, raise hand, lower hand, raise hand, lower hand, raise hand, lower hand. Said, All right, stop yeah, being like, Horshack. And he's like, what are you talking about? I yeah, have no what idea does that mean? Oh, poor people who, yeah. who are, are, are much younger than I am. I know. That was late 70s, right? I mean, that was literally the uh, welcome back Carter that was a long time ago. I mean, I remember watching MASH and, and all that stuff way back when. I think we're showing our age, man. Um. Custom background images, so that was something that uh, we had. So there's there's quite a bit of things that they've had come out uh, we're since demonstrating, this. Right? You've got you've got what the the the, the robotic lab there, and I've got the yeah. USS Zumwalt behind me. <laughs> My son went to a Lego Lego Robotics a uh, uh, a week. Uh, he actually spent a week at a little camp or whatever, and uh, he went to Lego Robotics. So this was in honor of him. Wow. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I have to admit that's that, that's nice. So I will say one thing that the uh, Microsoft has talked about some other new stuff they're rolling out now in the July August time frame. Now I, you know they they usually announce this stuff. They announce a lot of this stuff at the beginning of July, you know, second week of July. Yeah. And and I I don't really hold my breath on it on being out in general availability until the end of of August. Although one thing did drop evidently today, which is the new meeting experience. Supposedly yeah. we'll have pop out meetings now. Uh, you do have to update your update your Teams client and then reboot your Teams client, and you have to go to the settings and say you want the new experience, which will then go ahead and theoretically, when a new meeting pops up, it'll open up in its own window. Yeah, so that's we'll nice. See about that. I haven't I haven't seen that actually work yet, so I'm still a little I'm still a little wary about how what this actually going to look like going forward. Yeah, but that could be really cool. And, and one thing I also that Microsoft announced that I thought was really neat was they were talking about, um, uh, so we talked about that seven by seven and having 49 people on the screen and how difficult that could actually be to actually look at stuff. 
Well, what Microsoft announced, they've got this new stuff they're doing where they're going to be dynamically altering the size of the windows, especially when you're somebody, when somebody's sharing content. Because today, if I were to share my screen like I was doing at the beginning of this whole this whole call, and I right. forgot to turn it off when I was showing Brian something, um, it, the content takes up the entire window, and that's yeah. all you see, right? That's it. But yep. But what they're going to do now is if, if you stop doing anything inside your sharing window, it'll start making it smaller and smaller and smaller and letting the pictures, if the people are talking and you're not sharing uh, or you're not really moving your mouse or anything, it'll make that smaller and smaller and smaller and the people will yeah. become bigger and bigger. And people yeah. who are talking more frequently will become bigger and take up more space as well. Yeah. That, that's the demo that they've shown, which I thought was actually pretty cool. We'll see how cool. it works yeah. in reality. Yeah. 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 Um, another thing they're doing that I think is really neat is they are they're gonna take if, if you've got a bunch of people on the screen like this, if somebody goes into the chat behind the scenes and types something, today what happens is you'll get a little a little dot notification in, in your in your menu bar down at the bottom that, that shows in the conversation. So you either mm -hmm. have to leave your conversation window open all the time or or you can't really see what's happening. What they're going to do now is if somebody chats, it's going to pop it up as a bubble inside of their window where their video is on the screen. So if somebody, if, if, if we're like 10 of us on the screen and somebody talks, somebody, somebody types something, it's going to appear inside their video window. And so you'll know that they said something and you'll be able to read it right there on the screen, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that is really cool. That That's some cool stuff. And, yeah. And then... Um, the other thing they're doing, I don't know, uh, Brian, do you ever use live captions inside of Microsoft Teams? Absolutely. I love the stream feature that they have. And, and, I, and I, I haven't seen the live captions yet. I've heard about it, but I use the stream captions all the time. Uh, oh, yeah. Taking so something that you recorded, this. being able to mm -hmm. go back and search that content. So having the ability to to view that live, that's tremendous. That is absolutely it tremendous. Is, it's really cool. I use it. I use it sometimes when there's a lot of people in a meeting and I'm having a hard time paying attention, or because if I'm reading something, I'll pay more attention. Um, yeah. Is one thing, or if I'm in a loud environment and and I I, I can't hear what I, people are distracting me, and I'm so ADD. I'm like squirrel. You know, yeah. uh, as soon as somebody walks by behind me, I'm like, oh, really? What are you talking about over there? Yeah, yeah. As opposed to paying attention call in front of me, even if I have earphones on to a certain extent. So having those live captions on means that I'm reading it instead, and that, that keeps right. me more focused on what I'm doing. So one yeah, thing they're doing with those live captions, though, is they're going to start when a different person speaks. Obviously, Microsoft knows who's speaking because you're in the meeting, I'm in the meeting, right? And right. so it'll actually put your name in front of your caption, which will be kind of cool when it, when it starts doing that. Yeah. So I, I think that, that's kind of cool as well. Um, and then the last thing, you know, we talked last time about um, some of the issues with, uh, you know, the, the fact that we can do these, trans these, these captionings, but we can't do translations yet, right? You can in Skype commercial. They've got 10 languages that you can actually, right. so somebody can talk in Mandarin and it'll show up in English for you, which is kind of neat. Now, machine translations. But in Microsoft Live events, you can now pick the language the event is in. English, yeah. whatever, like 40 languages. And then you can pick up the six languages that you want Microsoft to automatically put translations into. And so a person yeah, can pick really cool. to turn on translations and pick the language that they want. They want yeah. And so you could have a, an event and then have it subtitled in English, subtitled yeah. in all kinds of stuff like that. 
Well, yeah. and you can do that in stream too. So, I mean, after the fact. So, I mean, that's something. Yeah, that that's I, after that the fact. Gonna... This will have, this will be happening live, which is pretty. Yeah, that's just well. just just amazing. That's just so the, the technology is just getting to the point to where you're like, wow, what they can really do with it and how quickly they can do it. Um, one of the well, other things the... too that I heard is coming out is uh, the the tasks. I think it's called tasks. Uh, yeah. Teams tasks, yeah. and it's it's a. Mm -hmm. It's a combination of the to-do list. It's a combination of all your planner tasks and any of your tasks mm -hmm. that show up in Outlook. And it's actually mm -hmm. going to be a tab within Teams now. So I'm looking forward to, to that coming out as well. That'll be pretty cool. I've actually seen them do some of that stuff inside of um, Outlook Web Access. Uh, I, I mean, not, not, not Outlook Web Access, um, Word on the Web. Um, yeah. You know how in, in Word you can at mention somebody in a comment? So yep. uh, you can do this in any of the Office platforms, uh, on-premise or, or in the cloud. You yep, just add, and then you type in their name, Use and it all you the time. automatically yep. notify them. Well, now what happens is when you do this, you have the option. There's a little button that pops up that says, do you want to assign a task to this person? And yeah. you can actually assign a task to them yeah, while you're inside of, 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 of so your cool. office thing. So I could sit there reviewing a document with you, right, or reviewing a document for you, and I could say, at Brian – you need to fix this yep. section down here, and I can say assign a task, and that task will be assigned to you inside of Word. And so yeah. you'll have check marks cool. that you'll go through in Word to go ahead and, and click off that you're done. It's really pretty the, neat. You have cool to be stuff. in review mode for that to turn on, though. That's the thing we learned now is that in editing mode, it doesn't work, but if you go in review mode, then you can assign tasks to people in review mode. And just think about where track changes have gone to now, right? <laughs> the co-authoring, all the stuff we have now. <laughs> Well, you know, you know what's uh, funny is you still have track changes. You do, right? yeah. Yeah, you, you do. Work has track changes still, and it'll work in co-authoring. Yeah. And you can turn on track changes just for yourself or for everybody working on the document, which is yeah. kind of neat. No, it's really cool so, stuff. That's yeah, really Personally, I hate track changes. It drives me up the wall. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I should say it's, it's actually not track changes I hate. It's the markup. The, it's it's viewing right. the markup. Yeah, viewing the markup. It so yeah. screws the document up that yeah. I, I just I have a hard time actually following it. Yep. So yep. well, especially if you have uh, multiple templates and things like that and styles and it just gets messy. Oh so. yeah. Oh yeah. Well that's cool, man. All right. So that kind of brings us to the end of yet another episode. One yet of these another days I'm gonna yet another episode. <laughs> And one of these days, I'm actually going to, you know, finally get these things that I have uh, in the can edited now that you showed me how to turn it into stereo so I can insert the uh, audio inside of there. Um, yeah. I'm going to I've got got like I think this one and, and, and one prior one to go ahead and get out. Um, so what t tell me, Brian, what's one last thing we want to talk about today? Uh, you know, we can talk about recording. Actually, I, it's uh, interesting mm -hmm. now that I've been doing this recording and everything with, um, you know, this training course that I'm working on. Uh, mm -hmm. The software has gotten so good that you really don't have to go out and find another editor or anything like that. You know, you don't have to use an Audacity. You can if you want to. You've definitely got some good options there. But mm -hmm. I use Camtasia. For recording, mm -hmm. you know, the PowerPoint and recording the, the uh, if I'm sharing my screen and doing a demonstration, um, mm -hmm. or things like that, uh, you've got all of the audio editing stuff built into Camtasia. You do. So yeah. I can go I like in it. and do the compression. I can do 
I can remove the background noise. I can do all that kind of stuff. I've been waking up really early. So it's really more a matter of figuring out those times to, to record when there's no noise. Uh, but the yeah. software now has the stuff built into it. And it's just amazing. I mean, Cam, Camtasia has really come a long way since I started using it back in 2012, you know, so eight years ago when I started with that product and the, the new 2020 product is quite impressive. And I really like the audio that comes out of it. So I'm anxious for everybody yeah, to hear I've, that. I've been using it as well to record some videos and, and uh, the, the times that I've taken these recordings and posted them, I've used Camtasia to actually add intros and outros and some stuff yeah. like that to them. So it's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I remember That's the cool. little uh, animations and all the stuff that you added and all that. it's really easy to use. So, yeah. Yeah, it is. It, it, it is pretty nice. So I'll tell you what I've been doing. Um, uh, probably like a lot of other people, um, I'm, I'm in COVID fatigue at this point in time. Oh, yeah. um, the, it's just so much data out there. And, you know, every time you turn around, somebody is telling you either that, that the world is about to end or everything is perfect, right? I mean, it's, yep. like, it's, it's like there's no in-between. Yeah. There's uh, no in-between. Right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and so luckily I've, I've got a, a fellow that I know um, named uh, Clayton Cobb, and I know him on Facebook, and he's actually a vice president at Planet Technologies, which is a, a great company as well. And uh, Clayton um, actually has a um, – he has a Twitter handle that he uses as well, um, but – I just follow him on Facebook and he posts all this stuff um, publicly on Facebook, but you yeah. can also go to hold to LLC um, for his, um, uh, which is where he posts all this stuff on, um, on Twitter. Okay. And okay. what they're doing is they are doing some incredible, some incredible data analysis around COVID and they're doing this just because they think it's neat. So they're scrubbing data from the COVID tracking project. So that's that's this consortium where all this data is coming in. And then what they're doing is they're pulling all that information together and they're building essentially Power BI charts, right? That is um, so cool. And then they're publishing yeah. these charts and, and, and they're fascinating charts because they're, they're showing, they're not just showing, hey, hey, today we had X number of cases and X number of deaths and X number of this. What they're doing is they're showing you since January or since March, here's been the, this data over a period of time, and you can watch the numbers fluctuate and move around, which is really neat. And yeah. he's also reporting on a lot more than just cases, new cases, but he's looking at and, and deaths. He's looking at things like ventilator use, hospital use, ICU use, percentage oh, wow. of that as, as, as a function of, uh, of, of total plus overage. And, and then doing not just national numbers, but also doing state reports as well for various states. He did some great ones. He actually did a great comparison of Michigan and Texas. Um, and then he's done some reports where he goes out and says, hey, you know, if the CDC says that the, uh, the, in, the uh, inverse fat uh, fatality rate or the IFR is 0.26%, because that's what CDC has said their models are, then what they're doing is they're going out and they are saying, well, if we had this many people who died, then that means that this many people should have had COVID. Um, right. And, and and that's some that that's some weird stuff too, because if if those numbers are correct, and I don't think they are, by the way, I think yeah. they're probably um, underestimating the IFR. Um, I think now I've seen they're thinking it's more like about 0.58 to 0.62, right? But 
if, if it really was 0.26 and we've had 140,000 roughly people um, who, who have passed away, that means that over 55 million people in the United States have already had COVID. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now you change that to 0.5, 0.58 to 0.62 and that number goes down, but it's still, we are tens of millions of people have had this disease but yeah. we're, we're, you know, we're, we're saying, look, we've got 3 million people who tested positive in the United States. And you're like, yeah, that's just a fraction of the people who, who probably had the disease at this point in time. Yeah. So I recommend go out, look up Clayton on Facebook, look up um, yeah, I need to look at his stuff. Look up sure. Old 2 LLC and, and follow him on, on Twitter. Um, it is, uh, he's doing some really great work out there and uh, does not get near enough credit for all the work that he's doing and stuff like that. So yeah, I'll have to check it out. Have to check it out for sure. Yeah, and, and while you're there on Twitter, make sure you follow us at Cloud Whispers, right? That's right. Because you know, we want you to follow us, right? We are on Facebook as well, Cloud Whispers, FB-me slash Cloud Whispers. You can find us there, and uh, uh, we've also got. Um, uh, we're obviously we're on iTunes, we're on Google Play, we're on SoundCloud, SoundCloud. Uh, we're on yep. Spotify. You can find us in all those locations. Uh, that yep. where you can find us and, and listen and subscribe to our podcast and give us some feedback on what you like, what you don't like. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So, anything else, Brian? You want to add to this? To this? Um, no, just every, everybody. Uh, everybody, be safe out there, and uh, you know we we hope to hear from you, and we look forward to you guys uh, checking us out next time. All righty, man. Well, you take care. Okay, we'll talk to you next time. Goodbye, everybody. All right, sounds good. Take care, everyone. See you later. Thank you.